When you're already in hot water and it's bubbling and it's boiling, you know, your game plan is to try to get it to cool off some kind of way. You're already in heat. You're already in trouble. So the best advice would be to try to lessen the trouble that you're already in. But there are some people that don't get that lesson. They don't get that message. And they make a and they make a hard thing even harder for themselves when it doesn't have to be. Now I'm pretty sure what I'm about to play everybody's heard of. It's all over been all over social media. Everybody's had their say about it. Now I'm going to have my say about it. So, before I play the second video, let me play the original video that it came from. And, and I'm going to break down all this for you. Make it simple for um, everybody. So, uh, let's start with the first video. And then we'll talk about, the, about it afterwards. Is there anything you want to say on your own behalf before I pronounce sentence? Have you looked at your criminal history? Three felonies, a gross, nine misdemeanors, multiple DVs. Got a lot going on, sir. Battery on a protected person, robberies, attempt home invasion. I'm trying to learn from my mistakes. I feel like I shouldn't be sent to prison, but if it's appropriate for you, then you have to do what you have to do. But I figure that I'm in a better place in my life. I'm not doing drugs. You know, I'm not out there committing crimes now. So the criteria of me saying this is that I'm a person that never stops trying to do the right things, even if it's hard. I, I did the best I could. I appreciate that, but I think it's time that he gets a taste of something else because I just can't with that history. Now you get what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, boy, 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 boy. That's just too funny. And I know a lot of people were saying, well, maybe that judge should have been a little bit more compassionate on him. Well, I'm going to let you listen to the second video. Um, I'm gonna let you look. Just you know, never mind. Just listen to the second video, and you tell me what your thoughts are, and I'm gonna tell you what my end result is. Here we go. Hello, are you Mr. Redden? Hello. Um, okay, I have a few housekeeping matters to handle before we handle his case. I do know Judge Mary Kay Holfus. I know her very casually and only professionally. I've never socialized with her outside, say, a professional event. I do, for instance, not know her phone number. I don't think she knows mine. We're not connected on social media. I've never worked at the district attorney's office, where I believe she worked for her entire career. You're being charged with count one, attempt murder, victim 60 years of age or older, a felony, 
Count two, battery on a protected person resulting in substantial bodily harm, victim 60 years of age or older, a felony. Count three, extortion by threat, a felony. Count four, intimidating a public officer, a felony. Count five, six, seven, eight, and nine are all battery on an officer, the same name victim. Oh, and by the way, I do not know any of the other victims named in the criminal complaint. Uh, those are all felony offenses. Count 10, performance of act or neglect of duty and willful or wanton disregard of safety or persons of property resulting in substantial bodily harm or death, a felony. Battery on a protected person, count 11, that's a gross misdemeanor offense. Count 12, battery by a prisoner, a felony. Count 13, unlawful act related to human excrement or bodily fluid, a felony. All allegedly occurring on January 3rd of 2024. Wow. Wow. Now, here's the crazy part about all of this. Before I even go into the, the gross details of what this dumbass did, let's keep one thing in mind. His original appearance before this judge on the 3rd of January was for a, pro, a probation violation let that sink in for a minute a probation violation despite his criminal history three felonies a gross nine misdemeanor domestic multiple domestic violence cases an attempted home invasion this man still got probation I know people that got less than half of the of his criminal history that are sitting in the penitentiary right now with multiple years to do. This guy got more breaks than the law allowed. Uh I don't know what to say for this boy. You know, technically. Here in the original case, and I don't have the video for this, but here was the original case. In his original case, they were going to they were going to deny him probation and make him serve the remainder of his time on his original case, which was 19 to 48 months in jail. 19 to 48 months. Let that sink in for a minute. 19 to 48 months. Even on the higher end. Think about this. As liberal as Nevada's laws were on the, on the higher end, he would have been home in two calendar years. Even if they made him do all of that time, we're talking about four years max. Four years, you'll be home. Maximum four years. You'll be home. With your new cases, you ain't going to ever see the light of day ever again. The first charge is attempted murder. On, attempted murder, And keep in mind, these charges are upgraded because of, the reason why these charges are elevated, and I know they've been elevated because of his criminal history, they elevated every single charge he got. Attempted the first charge alone could get you 40 years in prison, which means you'd have to do at least 20. 
You see what I'm talking about? He was already in the boiling pot, went straight from the boiling pot, straight to a boiling fat, a boiling pot of fat. I don't know. I, I mean, that's that's just that's big dummy moves. That's that's really a big dummy move. If you'd have stayed still and just let her speak her piece, you may go to jail because you violated your probation. But you'll be home in a couple of months, in a few months. With good behavior, you'll be home in a few months, and you might get another chance to start it all over again. Now you probably gonna be put under the jail and they're gonna build a new system over on top of you. You did all you did was prove her right. You left with just one charge. You started with one, and that was a probation violation. Now you got 13 new cases. And that's just on the one person you attacked. We don't know about the other folks that were involved. If they decide to press charges, that's just going to add cases to you. All of them going to be felony cases. I don't know whether, I don't know why. I guess it was because his mama named him Deborah. But, you know, I mean, maybe that's it. I don't, maybe he's pissed off at his mama because she named him De Deborah. I mean, maybe that's the case. I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. But all I'm going to say is you can't be a bigger, a bigger dummy than that dummy. You know, you can't blame nobody for this but yourself. You know, you know, I mean, that's just, uh, that, I mean, that's big dummy move. Big, big dummy moves. Now, let's just talk about that very first case. Okay, now he's sitting up there saying that uh, I'm in a better place now because I'm out. I'm not committing crime. But you violated your probation. They don't just have you there because they just want to see you all of a sudden. Obviously, if you're in front of this, this particular judge, and this judge knows you by name and face, You've been effing up royally out there in the streets. Big time in the streets. She know you by name. She know you by face. She know you by your history. And all you had to do was be humble. In, a, in your situation, bruh, the worst thing you could have done was be arrogant. If it were me, and I got that much behind me, got that many monkeys on my back. The worst thing that I could do, the, I could do for myself is be arrogant. I would be humble. I would be begging for mercy. Regardless of whether she gives it to me or not, I would be begging, pleading. I would start pulling out my Key Sweat, my James Brown, and my Johnny Gill all together to try to get her. To, to, to give me some mercy. All you had to do was stay, sit still. That's it. Stay still. 
Just stay still, answer her questions, and let the chips fall where they may. Because you at their mercy. They're not at yours. You are in their court. You violated the law, the, the, the rules they gave you. So arrogance is out of the question. You say that, well, I'm not committing crimes now. Well, yeah, because you're in jail. That's why. That's true. You're not committing crimes now because you locked up. But what were you doing while you were out there? Committing crimes. You, you talk about you had a job. You weren't obviously too worried about your job because you violated your parole or your probation. Your job now don't matter because apparently you they obviously can see that you've demonstrated it that you can't follow the rules. But even if I went through all of that, like I said, the worst thing, the worst thing that I could be at this point is arrogant. I would be very, very, very humble. I would tell that judge, listen, ma'am, I know I screwed up and I screwed up royally. And I know that I don't deserve your mercy. I don't deserve grace right now because you've given me chance after chance after chance after chance. And I've screwed every one of those chances up royally. I have a problem with being obedient to the law. All I'm asking is for mercy. I don't deserve mercy, but I'm asking it and I'm laying myself upon the mercies and grace of this court. If you'd have done that, unless that judge was a pure D asshole, which I kind of, kind of think she was kind of, kind of in between the two. But then I understand why she was because she's tired of seeing you. She's tired of looking at your face. She's tired of hearing your voice. She's tired of you. If you stand in front of a judge and they give you probation or they give you a parole or they give you some kind of bail, the worst thing you could do is go out there and screw it up. And then you have to appear before that same person again. Who's to say that they're going to be nice the second time they see you or the third time they see you or the 20th time they see you? I done been to a court and this judge tells somebody, look, if I see you again, you might well hang it up because they're tired of seeing you. They're tired of giving you chances and you go out there and screw them up. So I don't, I mean, I'm not saying that the judge was arrogant and do I believe that she could have said something else? That's not for my call to make. Here's what I am going to say. And this is for, not just for Deborah here, but for everybody else who's out there wilding in these streets. If you have a judge that's willing to give you mercy, who's willing to give you a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance, a fifth chance, the worst thing you can do is to go out there and make them look like a fool. Because if you go out there and make them look like a fool, 
I can guarantee you on everything I love, they're going to make you pay for it. Because their decisions that they make for you reflects back on them. There have been judges and prosecutors that have lost elections because of the decision to give mercy to one inmate. And that one inmate went out there and effed it up royally for everybody else. They have lost elections behind that. So no, I don't think this, this judge was arrogant in what she said. She's tired of seeing you. And even despite all that, all you had to do is be humble. Just stay still. Don't make any sudden moves. Don't do anything crazy. Don't start hollering and cussing and fussing. Just man up and take your punishment like a man. That's what a man did. What you done was a coward move. That's exactly what you did, Mr. Redden. What you did was a cowardly move, and it could have backfired against you. And right now, she only the judge is pressing charges. We're not even talking about the other people that had to restrain you. They could press charges too, and they'll stick like glue. If the other people involved that had to restrain you, including the officers and the district attorney, had to, they decided to press charges, guess what? Ain't nothing you can do at this point. It's right now just that judge, and you better hope and pray she's the only one that presses charges. If the rest of them decide, you might well just tell your family to get to get ready to bury you because you're not getting out. Not the, on this side of the planet, not on this side of the earth. Like I said, that you got 13 charges, 12 felonies. The first one alone will, could get you 40 years. Minimum 40 years in prison on that charge. And I, I was thinking maybe it's because that his mom. No, I don't think it's that. That he's just a dummy. He's the big dummy. And at this point, you deserve whatever you get. I don't feel no sympathy for you. I don't feel no pain for you. You a fool, and you a damn fool, because you could have been home in less than two years. Now you may not ever go home, and you ain't got nobody to blame for this but yourself. You got multiple felonies on top of what you already got. And it don't matter whether they run them suckers consecutively or concurrently. You're not going to see the light of day for a minute. You better hope and pray that nobody other, none of the other people that were involved press any charges. And you better hope that they run all, they, they decide to drop some up. That might be your only hope. Your only hope they decide to drop a few of them charges and drop them serious charges. But you got thir 12 13 new charges. You got 12 felonies. And then your criminal history don't help it much. What does that say about you? If a different judge were to look at all of that stuff you went through and look at that tape, what's, what's, what's going to stop them from saying life? Give me one reason why that judge won't say life without parole. Because that's exactly what you deserve. You don't deserve no mercy because you done shown... Not only this judge, but you've shown everybody else that you are not rehabilitated. And you can cry a river till Justin Timberlake come and sing for you. I don't see you getting out anytime soon. 
So, only thing I can say for you, Deborah, I hope they put you in PC, because with that name, oh, you better know how to squab good. That's your only hope. You better know how to squab, because with that name, <laughs> I feel for you, bro. I'm going to pray for you. You need it. But as I close, let this be a lesson to all these wannabe thugs, all you wannabe hustlers, all you wannabe gangsters. You know, if you go out there and you do something stupid, man up. Be a man. Do your time. Take your lumps like a man. That's what a man does. Take your lumps like a man. Keep it a C note. Don't be going around snitching on folks, telling people everybody, everybody, every people business because you got caught up. You got caught up because you got caught up. Dude, that's what a man does. A man takes care of his business. <sighs> that's all I can say. I ain't got no other words for Mr. Redden. Mr. Deborah. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. All I can do is pray for the brother because he's going to need all the prayer and support he needs because I guarantee you they're going to try to make an example out of this boy. I mean, they're going to try to make a pure D example out of this boy. You, they, he should have learned about, he should have learned the lesson from O.J. Simpson. I guarantee you, if he thought about what O.J. did, he probably would have kept his mouth shut and said nothing. Okay. You know, like they old saying goes, you live, you learn, you hope, you better get some commissary. All I can tell you is you better tell your mama you can kiss your mama goodbye, your wife goodbye, and everybody else because you're going to be gone for a minute. That's, it's hard, it's cruel, but it's fair. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, whoisrugrad.net. Learn from this dummy. Be humble. I'm out.